The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We are back. It's been a minute, but we're back. We have a brand new episode of Odds and End Zones on the wonderful Leading Your Nation Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host. Seamus Clanson, I'm joined as always by my boy Zoe. Zoe, welcome back to the show. We are back. Happy summer. Happy Happy summer. summer. Happy summer. Happy end of school. Shout out to uh, all of the colleges, all of the high schools and grade schools, everybody around uh, on and have a happy and safe summer, man. We are back. It's been an off season for sure. Congrats to Leonard uh, Y. Chen on his graduation from the university. Yeah, congrats to Leonard Y. Chen, Fire Doc Rivers. Yeah, all, all that good stuff. Fellow, fellow Quaker destined for great things. In I, I'm, I was so happy when I, you were, it was a it was a busy, I think it was, it might have been a busy sports day in general when I saw that. So I like shied away from hitting you up, but I was like, Shane is going to love that. When I found out that, that, that he was a Penn grad, I was like, that's just fantastic. Not a Wharton kid either, so that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a he's up at notch one at middle yeah. for me right there. He's not a Wharton kid. He was a, and he was his major was tough. It was uh it was a program they have, and I'm sure like a lot of other schools. I think yeah. it's like kind of an English based thing or you know British. It was uh philosophy, politics, and economics, and that's one of the majors that like a kid from high school comes in like I'm gonna be in a phil- yeah. like a PPE major, yeah. and then second semester they're like just a political science major. <laughs> like, like it's it's yeah. really fuck it's <laughs> catch myself there. It's really a hard uh, major. So shout out to him. I'm sure that's even funnier first. that he's like, yeah, this is all, I'm also in like the top three percent of the hardest majors in this school. Yeah, he in the College of Arts and besides any like. Uh, uh, you know, biology or chemistry yeah. for his specific school. I think that was the toughest major. I was an English major, which I'm sure is tough to some people in theory to be writing and reading. A yeah, lot sure. Me, yeah. Just like, what else am I going to do? Really? <laughs> not, not, not philosophy, politics, and economics. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. All right, we got the birds. We're recording this around noon on Wednesday, May 25th. Yeah. Birds getting some OTAs, workouts getting going. Should, nice. I actually will be in camp over the next couple of weeks. Did nice. going down there. That's all. Have some uh, Jimmy Kemsky, also a Philly voice. I am the deputy sports editor of Philly voice. Shout Got that brand me. synergy. I like to mention. I know he will be going on vacation yeah. this week. So for the faithful BGN listeners, uh, the way that Jimmy and Brandon have done some of those training camp practice pods in the past, I will be doing some of those this season with Brandon. So be sure to check that out this summer. I haven't been able to collab with Brandon a little bit since I've been writing for the BGN website since this new move to Philly Voice. So excited to get back out there and collab 
and bring a ton of content this summer as always into the NFL season the fall too. I've been doing this recurring feature on Philly Voice every Monday. And it was one of those things where we were kind of getting the doldrums between the NFL draft yep. and, you know, the summer's a little bit rough. Who won the week in Philly sports? And I do, do a tally. Nice. Twice now. The only person to win the word twice, Howard Roseman. Yeah. First for the NFL draft itself with that, uh, had a couple stellar picks with Jordan Davis. I like the Cam Jurgens pick. Uh, Nakobe Dean seems like an instant fan favorite. And then obviously, yeah. obviously the huge blockbuster trade for AJ Brown. So he won that in April, but then uh, more of a low key week in Philly sports with the Sixers done. Uh, Phil struggling a little bit after yeah. that three out of four stint in, in LA against the Dodgers struggling a little bit. So I didn't go with the Philly based on that James Bradbury signing alone and what it showcases for the birds. Had to give it to Howie again. And, you know, both of us have been critical in the past. I, I know the majority of Eagles fans have been critical and, but it's a situation where I said in the in the column, and I'll say it again, uh, I call him like I see him. If how is a situation where his picks and contracts are detrimental to the team and their whether it's their immediate success or their long-term success, I'm going to call him out on it. If it's a situation like right now where he's making all these little moves, and some of them bigger than others, obviously the A.J. Brown thing, trading off for Jordan Davis, those things. But if you're winning all those little battles, you're eventually going to win the war at some point, like he did yeah. in the 2017 offseason. I'm not immediately comparing this to the yeah. 2017, but uh, in terms of the way the offseason has been constructed, it does give me similar vibes there. And I think he's done as impressive as a job as possible this offseason. Yeah, he's the he is definitely the 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 super hot girl, this the super hot new girl. Hot Howie Summer. Right. It's not, it's <laughs> thousand percent a hot Howie Summer. Um and I think that you know we we talked about you know the sixers being done and, and the Phil's kind of struggling. I think what it's done honestly is it's just making people yearn for a sped up timeline. Like everybody wants to everybody's excited for OTAs, everybody's excited for some any kind of training camp slop. Shout out to shout out to our guy trail. But like People just, <laughs> people just want um, – people are ready for this team. They're ready to see what this, what, what this product looks like. like I, 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 for one, was um, – I was super excited about about the Hassan Reddick sign. I, I think that um, for a team that was second to last in sacks last year, you know, being able to go out and get a guy who has 23 and a half sacks in two seasons is one heck of a coup. And then not even being finished. You know, going out and – you know, making a determination that, um, you know, we're going to do Fletcher Cox the right way and, you know, re, re, restructure that deal and, and give give him his the, the right offer to the sunset that he deserves and also bring in his apprentice, you know, with, with the Jordan Davis pick. Um, and then just taking – listen, N'Kobe Dean, it's as crazy as it sounds, like if he stays healthy, and I, I really hope he does because he is a terrific football player – he might wind up being the best of that entire draft, that that entire group that you know that this team brings in. Like Not he's that good. I know a lot of a lot of people. Um, you know, we live on the East Coast, so we don't get that many SEC games. But if you're someone who was you know into the draft and 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 really watching, um, you know, Georgia football when it was on, you saw that he was that entire defense in terms of the quarterbacking, making sure people were where they needed to be. And just putting guys in the right position and honestly just making plays. He's a guy who, when he's on the field, you know he's on the field. Like I'm I'm actually probably most excited to see how he translates in the NFL because I think that there is a ton of potential there. And you know, as long as he can stay upright, um, 
you know, that that linebacking core is going to be in terrific shape. He may not be a guy that has a 10-year NFL career. Right. Injury situation. Right. But I think he could have a six-year career. Yep. And if those six years, yep. if he's on the field all the time, he's going to be one of the best linebackers in yep. football. So that's what it is to me. If he's a third-round pick. Maybe he doesn't have a healthy career. The Eagles have in the past used a third-round pick on a linebacker and Davion Taylor, right. I think in my life, in my football career, which stopped after <laughs> freshman football, right. I, have made, I might have played more football before the age of 18 than he did, given right. what I played growing up and all that stuff. Not that I'm like some super good player. Just, you know, if you're from the city and you, you play fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth grade football and freshman football, whatever, and then you're not a stud, it just doesn't work out. It doesn't work out, right. Yeah. And... I think for the Dean pick, way, way more of a better swing than whatever the Taylor pick was. If you're banking on upside, yeah. Taylor had obviously really good physical traits, you know, tested well at the combine from what you saw on the tape when he did play, looked pretty good. Obviously hasn't been some right. uh, huge contributor. The Eagles have a poor linebacking depth and they've had for consistently for the last few years. And he still hasn't been able to be a key right. contributor yeah. on defense. Has been okay on special teams and but that's not necessarily what you want from a day two pick, maybe from the late day three pick for a linebacker, that would have been a little bit better. But it is what it is. But Dean, again, maybe he doesn't have the longest career ever, but if he has a few years where he's on the field and really playing well, it, it seems like it's going to happen for the birds. Then. And he plays – he also plays hurt. Like, he, he's – I think he's he's the perfect example of a player who understands playing injured and playing hurt. Like, when you're injured, you you can't play. But, like, yeah. when you're hurt, you're a little dinged up, like, you play. Like, he's – you know, he even said – and I know his representation said also that there was never a discussion about, you know, ha- him having pec surgery or like him missing a ton of time for it. But obviously it was enough to scare away uh, literally half the half the teams that had them on their board. But yeah, I think also, you know, it's kind of high risk, high reward in terms of how you better your team. Like every guy is not going to when you get to the third round, like there's a reason guys drop to their third rounds, so whether it's a behavioral thing, whether it's a, a, a skill athletic thing. And in Dean's case, you know, it was a longevity thing, but if, you know, if you draft this guy and he turns in a, you know, stellar or just less than stellar six year career, I don't think you can call it a bad pick. Like I, I think that, you know, if he winds up getting you to a couple of NFC championship games and hopefully further than that, you know, by the time he's, in six years when he's like, look, like my body's just not holding up. You're like, dude, like you, you gave us everything, you know, Mr. Third round pick. Like, thank you. I, I think that that's what you're looking at is that he's, he's at least at, at minimum a five or six year player. If he's on the field the next two years and plays, you know, not just the majority of games, but if he's playing at least like 14, 15 games yeah. a year, the next two years, Come 2024, he's going to have the C on his jersey. I would yep, say. a thousand percent. He's just that guy. Thousand percent. Just that guy. Yeah, he's just that good, and he's just his his personality is just that infectious as well. He's a guy who he speaks up, and you know he also is a really, really, really intelligent football player. So I think that regardless of you know what his physical limitations may be, he's going to make his way on the field because he's so smart and at the game he understands what he's what he's dissecting. And what I love about the combination of the Davis and Dean picks is it reminds me in 2021 last year, the combination of Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson picks, where all of those guys are great culture guys, guys that come from the two winningest programs in college football the last decade. The two best ones. Best teams I've seen are those Alabama teams and this Georgia team this past year was awesome. 
Without not to throw it all on Carson Wentz, but at the tail end of that era, obviously the team had some some cultural problems. Right. It's pretty yep. obvious. It's not all Wentz. It's part of it. A lot of moving parts. There. Yep. Anyway, 2021, Wentz is gone. They go and address this. They have Jalen Hurts as a starter who – Obviously not as talented as a, a passer as Wentz. That's undeniable at this respective stage of his career where Hurts is right now compared to what Wentz once was right. when he was on the Eagles. But he seems very well-liked, culture-fit guy, team-first guy, likes all that stuff, says all the right things, teammates gravitate towards, gravitate towards him. That's great. And then you bring in these younger guys, and you're having this changing of the guard. Yes, you still have your Fletcher Coxes and your Jason Kelseys and your Brandon Grams, who are those stalwart figures. But you're restocking the team with not just great young talent, but great young talent that fits really well in the locker room and brings right. a great presence. And also, um, you know, great young cheap talent. Yeah, if the you're getting if you're getting a starting Miller linebacker on a cheap second day two round three pick contract the next four years, if Jordan Davis by year three is you know a pro bowl caliber player on a first rounder salary right all of those little things add up landon dickerson is starting you know if, if he plays the left side this year next to jordan maylotta those two going to maul over literally everyone in the league while he's on his second rounders contract. Right. hurt still yeah. on a second rounders contract and going into year three we'll see how this year unfolds maybe you have to make a decision next year on a contract extension depending on how he plays that's that's for the line but for right this year alone they have a lot of cheap young talent. And as we saw in 2017, they had a nucleus of cheap young talent, specifically with Carson Wentz, and that allowed them to do uh, financially and cat-wise with the rest of the roster to stack talent along, around yeah. their young quarterback. We know how well Wentz played that year. And up to jail now, I think. And we've said this, but it's obvious. People have said it. Uh, it's up to jail now. They, they've put as perfect as a team around jail as could be, as could be, both offensively with they went and got out a guy who – could be the best receiver in the league in a year or two, or depending on how he performs in Philadelphia, Devontae Smith, you all think he's the next star. Uh, running backs, decent enough. I'm not a huge Miles Sanders guy. That's been yeah. talked about a lot over the seasons. But, about, yeah. I mean, they had a historic rushing attack with Miles Sanders, the lead guy, yeah. Kenny Gainwell, rookie Boston Scott, bottom of the roster guy who just is always chugging along. And then I still believe they have the best offensive line in football. No yeah. excuses time. There's no excuses time. The defense is even better. Also, you know, AJ Brown isn't just like he he is another he is a guy, but like he's also Jalen's best friend. So like yeah, you know, that's you, important. That's that's extremely important. And that should put to sleep any of the, you know, whose job is it to lose going into training camp. Like it's obviously Jalen's job, it's Jalen's team. Jalen's talking like it, which is great. Last year, I don't think he was he was as confident. I think um, uh, every other day he thought he might have ended up in Houston. So I think right, that was like, right, the, right, and that's rubbings I heard. He, he didn't know part of it too. Right, he thought his day might have been numbered in uh, right northeastern Pennsylvania. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a huge part of it that you know for a good two months he assumed that he was going to Texas. Um, but I, I listen. I, I think that it's the this is the you know the culmination of end of season the playoff loss to you know literally now like all right what do we have to do what do we have to put around Jalen and what do we been saying here what have people been writing about it's like we need more talent we need more talent and this guy get more talented and that's what all credit to Howie that's what they did they went out and got more talented they got younger they got more athletic they got a little meaner like Hassan Reddick's coming with a mean streak 
you know, Jordan Davis is, is smiles, but he's also, you know, he's big and nasty when they're on that line. You know, like Kobe Dean's another big, nasty guy. These are guys who have been in the trenches in the SEC and one, and one of the greatest defenses that college football has ever seen. Like, they're not coming to shake hands. Like, they're coming to hit people in the mouth. You know, uh, that side of the ball, they certainly got, you know, way tougher. And in the offense, same thing. You know, like, I don't see Devontae Smith coming up and hugging, you know, guys. Uh, they're trying to knock his head off. Like he's got a little mean streak to him. AJ Brown has a ton of swag. Just because he's skinny doesn't mean he's not mean. He's right, exactly. He's skinny is mean. He he's not a killer, man. I, I I love him. I love AJ Brown. I think they're gonna make a terrific one-two punch. Um, and, and I gotta say that the the cards have never been more in Jalen's favor. Like I actually I, I do think that this is probably his last make it or break it year. Like if yeah. They, if there's a flame out or an, another wild card loss, I, I probably I can see them investing in a starter, you know, moving forward. Rightfully, I, I think you know you give Jalen a chance to prove it. Two and a half years, it right. is what it is. Yeah, you know? two and a, this is also a make up. This is a what you done for me now lately, Lee. So, you know, if things if things go go south in any kind of way this year, it's, it's time to move off the pot. Talking about Jordan Davis, I'd love to see in camp. Jordan Davis tackling Boston Scott. <laughs> I, I'm one of my goals in training, and besides writing great content for the great obviously, is I want to get a picture that's Maylotta and Jordan Davis with Boston Scott. With Boston Scott in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Or just Jordan Davis and Boston Scott. <laughs> I saw, I was laughing at the picture of uh, Jordan Davis and Fletch, and people were like, he looks like Fletch's bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that picture with, uh, why with the, the whole Georgia defense where, oh, yeah. line pick where that guy looks like, you know, he's on the JV squad freshman team and Jordan Davis is the, you know, the senior or maybe even fifth year prep school guy, if you want to say it like that. He's, there, he's already graduated. He's a grad. He's a graduate transfer. Right? Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What do you think they stack up the NFC East? I saw Peter King did his rankings for NBC this week, and I didn't really know how the league's going to take a temperature of the birds right now. Yeah. Obviously, had a great draft. You know, they they won the draft, they won the offseason. How he's won a lot of offseasons career and hasn't always translated to wins in the fall. But Peter King had the Eagles ninth in his top ten power rankings, which shocked me a little bit, and had them ahead of the Cowboys. How would you rank the four teams in the NFC East right now? I would probably do. I, I I think the I think the Eagles got better where they got where they needed to get better. So I'd put them one. Um, I put the Cowboys two. Put the Giants, Giant, <laughs> Giants and 
uh, wash team because commanders suck. I'm not saying that, but like Giants and wash. So, the commies. There's there's yeah. so many bad content. <laughs> like the club just and, and it's hard too where you take on any sort of militaristic or political yeah. connotations. I'm not. Yeah, I'm sure you're the same way. Not huge, huge fan of doing that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not. A, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same way, and and I also. I, I listen. What they do is what they do, but yeah, I'm the, I'm literally the same way. So I, I appreciate that. Um, I would probably put them third. I mean, their, their roster, you know, with, which with a healthy Chase Young, is a little bit more, you know, and you know, and scary Terry. Um, they have skill guys around Carson. I don't know so, what Carson. They, got skill guys around Carson. Like they have like, much respect. Respect to them. Like they, they. I read something that said that. Um, I think it was their OC saying that they believe they can score like thirty some points a game. And I was like, I, know, I, I was, I had a note for it to bring it up. Someone, yeah. it was like, I talked to someone in the building, and the the belief in the offense, yes. something like they won thirteen games. I'm like, yes, that's what playing was, a yeah. twenty eight game season. Like, yeah, where are they <laughs> winning? Like, even if they, you know, like, are the Bills even guaranteed to win thirteen? Do you know what I mean? Like, looking at right. that in that perspective, like, I, I don't even think people have the Bengals winning thirteen games this year. Like, yeah. like. That's that 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 was the thing that really cracked me up. But um, two, I I think I I think two things are, are influencing those decisions. I think a lot of people are really sold on the AJ Brown move, and I think they really love the Hassan Reddick move. Um, and you know, obviously the young guys are the young guys, so you don't really know what you're getting with them. You just know what kind of player you hope they get. But I think also um, there's a lot of stock being put in just the team that's the team coming back. Like they were, they were a tough out last year. They just ran into a much better and a much older team, um, you know, in the playoffs. And I think that the other thing is, you know, Dallas just lost some crucial people. Like they, they didn't really reload anything. Um, and there's still injury injuries happen. And that's always the, you know, the, the one red flag for everybody, but you don't know, you know, what kind of offense they got coming back. If you know Dak is Dak, they're going to put their numbers up. Um, but that defense, who knows what that defense is going to look like. Like, they could they could shut out people, and they could also let up 30 points a game, depending on what day it is. So I think I think a lot more people are just sold on what kind of product the Eagles are going to put on the field. What would constitute a successful season for you? So for I, me, I, you know what? That would be like Jalen solidifies himself as a guy and they win one playoff game. I'm not saying they have to win the Super Bowl, but Jalen going out there, winning one playoff game, whether it's at home, it's on the road, that would be it for me. And I think back to 2017, going in that year, talking with friends or whatever, I said a successful season for me would be Carson Wentz winning a playoff game. So I yeah. guess I guess technically that year wasn't a successful season <laughs> going by my preseason predictions. Uh, but that's where I'm at. It comes down yeah. to Jalen, and I, I think Jalen is an incredible individual I wanted Wentz bench for him in 2020 right. rather than he was. I right. was really big on him last year. Uh, the throwing isn't all quite there, but if you have the talent yeah. around him, he doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes necessarily for the team to have a ton of success. And yeah. you know, week or NFC, you never know come January. I, I think that um, I'm probably right there. I think uh, Jalen solidifying himself as the guy. I think the defense making, specifically the defensive line, making market improvements. And you know, losing in the second round to losing in the division round to the Rams, is, or they go up to Green Bay and they, right. they lose by two or three scores. Yeah, or you go right, you go up to Green Bay and like that, a that kind of is goal, yeah, like a fluky field goal beat you, or like Aaron Rodgers converts a fourth and 
16 or something. Like, there's no Marcus Sapp's just on his ass. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that kind of stuff just happens when you're in the same conference as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So I think that that constitutes a successful season to me, too. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not predicting Super Bowl. It's a lot of pressure to put on a, a young quarterback. But if he wins one game and everybody ends the season saying, yeah, ne- next year we're going all the way, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Chill with the guys. Get better rapport with Devontae. I think they were okay last year. I think the rapport could have been better. And you saw times yeah. that Devontae was frustrated. Yep. Yeah, that's not a knock on jail. And that just Certainly. was a fact. That's right. Yeah. And bringing in A.J. Brown, I don't think it's a situation where Devontae is going to be complaining about touches with A.J. Brown. I don't think he's built that way. It's not the type yeah. of guy he is. And if A.J. Brown's going out there and he's performing really well, he's going to get safety coverage that's more right. his way. You know, that means Devontae's going to be a little bit more open. So they're going to be, it's going to be a yin and yang thing there, right? And I mean, they're going to be so, so good for each other. Obviously, Devontae's played with so many talented wide receivers in college of the years playing in Alabama. Uh, you know, AJ played with DK at Ole Miss, but in the pros, they've never had a guy like the other yeah, one right, right. right there with them. And I think uh, they are, they're different stylistically. And I'm not always the type of guy that says you need different style wide receivers, but in a way they do complement each other if you follow that sort of offensive construction philosophy. And, you know, if Jalen's there, if Jalen improves and Jalen just needs talented guys getting open, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun offensively. Yeah. And they address the, the holes they need to defensively. If they they don't finish top five in sacks, that's a failure. The Jonathan Gannon didn't necessarily have the right parts for him, so to speak, for his you know defensive scheme. That seems like it gets a lot of buzz around the NFL. They got guys for Jonathan Davis this year. They got yeah. James Bradbury. Hassan yeah. Reddick signing was specifically, specifically, obviously he's a great player, great talent. Great person, met him a little bit at the Eagles draft party. Philly voice had nice. uh, in April. Seemed like a really good guy. We yeah. were doing it in Camden, so we had him there. We had the mayor of Camden speaking. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, but they're putting guys in place for everyone. They're, they're putting places. In, they're putting Jonathan Gannon in place to see if he can succeed. They're putting Jalen Hurts in a position to succeed. Howie's uh, hot. Howie summer. No, like you know the the other thing, right? Is like they got to they to bring more balance to to this team. And and what I mean by more balance is you gotta I would I would be not so nice to that running back room going into training camp and like the season, like yo, like I don't care who you are, we need we need some dogs in this room. <laughs> you know, like we we this is the room, this is it. Like you would four, you consider Miles a dog? See, I don't, not really, but I don't mean it in a mean way. Is no, 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 not mean, really, but no, I, don't, no. I don't mean it as a slight to him. I, as a I, know, I think, you know, I don't know what happened last year, but I think before last season, I, I would have called him that. But I just, I don't know what if it was like maybe a change in scheme or just a, it just you know maybe he had a poor, a poor summer of training, but like something happened, and I just, I, I just think he lost that kind of edge. Um, that I think he had before that, and I and I like him. I I am I know a he's lot objectively of very, he's yeah, like objectively he, good, but just something always feels. That's a, what a I, that's calm. what I mean. Like he's yeah. he is objectively talented. He can do whatever, but something always seems like it's missing with him, you know. And it's off. And I don't think like it's it's always feels like it's something where like it's a yeah, but like like Chris Chris Burry used to always say. Yeah, but like you know, we talk about it. Yeah, good, you know, yeah. yeah, but like yeah, but I feel like it's like the what the way I would describe him. 
I mean, Boston Scott is not even the same universe talent wise, but right. You know, when they bring out the C team and D team running backs, it seems like they have just as much of success as when Miles in there, if not more. Exactly. So, I mean, you yeah, have the corpse of Jordan Howard coming in, reincarnated <laughs> zombie Jordan Howard mode was was unbelievably right. important to the construction of the Eagles offense last year, seeing with Boston Scott coming on strong and Kenny Gainwell had what I believe like five, six, seven touchdowns yeah. too as a rookie getting yeah. minimal snaps. Uh, there, there's talent there, even though it's not necessarily, you know, that bell cow three down player, right. that construction of, you know, your Adrian Peterson, LaDainian Tomlinson, or, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook type players. Should be fun yeah. though, dude. It's it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a little different for me in the press box. Yeah. And I uh, didn't want to say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a different experience going to camp and stuff. I'm excited to see what it does. Have a little bit different angle in my coverage. Still going to be on here, obviously. It's gonna be different. I think it'll be different for you, also, just in, um, you know, your fandom and just how you consume the team. Right? I think it'll be, you know, you'll be looking at it from a much different angle. You have a lot. You'll have a lot more, you know, information to process, like right at your fingertips. Like you'll be, you know, way more, way more tapped in and dialed in than than probably you've ever been. And I think that the, what that'll do, like the, the cool thing about it is you'll be able to appreciate the little subtleties that you see now when they're playing. Like, Might have missed some things uh, up in this, the top-level section during games sometimes. Right. right. <laughs> right. I, might, I might have missed a couple of plays here Admittedly, and there. Admittedly, right. I might have missed a couple of plays, plays over the years. Things, but, like, you know, it'll be a lot different now, you know, with with the way you'll be, you'll be consuming it. I, I think that it'll be – it's going to be a super fun season. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to training camp and seeing. We're in a jacket and tie to the link. Like, that's crazy, that's, right? Like That's insane. <laughs> that's hilarious. I just bought it for a wedding this summer. I just, uh, our guy Shire, I just bought it a new sport coat. And I was like, uh, Monday night, week two, I'm putting this <laughs> on, walking in the link at five o'clock. You know, a little dusky out before it's good at night. You got the Vikings back, 30 to 7 energy, all that stuff. It's going to be a fun game, by the way. That's gonna be a really fun game. Give me Ray Diddy seat. Or I think you. <laughs> Did you see that? I don't know if you're subscribed to the Athletic, and usually I don't plug other other people's stuff. Just uh, you know, I've rep my teams, but the Athletic Shield Capadia is yeah, obviously one of the goats in terms of football writing. Did a really good story on Ray Dittiger yeah. today that I'd recommend reading if it like the Eagles any sense. It's uh, it, it's one of those things that I read and I was like, damn, like I, I want to be a better writer and yeah. podcaster both reading Shields' work, and then obviously uh, what Ray Diddy's accomplished in yeah. his career in Philadelphia. You know, um, I, I subscribe, obviously, for for a lot of stuff, but I think most recently because I usually – so it's funny because, like, during the during basketball season, I typically don't subscribe unless we get to, like – I'm weird. Like, maybe, like, trade – like, trade deadline season starts and, like, I may do it for – yeah, um, a couple months or whatever, but like typically once off season hits, I do subscribe because you know I like I like reading Rich and um you know and Derek and stuff and you get um, some of the buzz with Sham during the Sham right you get some of the buzz with Sham and and um I did get an opportunity to read um Michelle's article and it was I, I thought it was great and I also thought that inter- like it was it was very introspective from Ray Diddy when he mentioned when he made the Fisher announcement that like he's ready to just be like pop pop now like talking to like when you talk to a grandfather about like what matters to them and they're like oh i just want to be a grandpa now like i'm ready to be pop pop like that means a lot i think i think it's a yeah. it was it was 
extremely, extremely introspective from him and, and really cool to see him kind of uh, stripped down that way that, like, he, he's done everything he's supposed to do yeah. and now he's just ready to go chill and be a grandpa. Like, I thought that was really great. It, it definitely moved you for a, for a bit. If I could have half the career that he's had, that's a that's an absolute win. All oh, right, then you're in the Hall of Fame. Like you have half the career. Yeah, yeah. He's literally yeah. in the Hall. Right. Of he's fame. in the Hall of Fame. Right. I gave up the Hall of Fame dreams at like 15. This is my only <laughs> chance to get into the, any Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> uh, real quick to close out. This was a good session. Uh, Doc Rivers, your boy, is he going to be uh, in Philadelphia or Los Angeles come um, late October? I- I think he's going to be a Laker. I think that they – What kind of compensation would they get from so me? I think the a... Lakers would give a draft pick or two. I So my um, my official, uh, I guess you would call it, um, you know, conspiracy theory is that uh, Daryl Morey has been given strict rules or, like, strict direction that, like, they should, he should do everything to make it seem like they have no problem keeping Doc. Yeah. So Doc comes to them just like, yeah, I'm out. Like the Lakers are, are calling. Yeah. Or the Lakers like, look, we want Doc. And then they're like, all right, well, we don't have to pay him anymore. So here's what it's going to cost to get him. But I don't think that he's coming back next year. Um, I think that that's just one move they need to make. and But it's the biggest one. Um, because once these, once the conference finals wrap up and when you get into final season, guys are going to start getting called back for second and third interviews. And the last thing you want to do is have to do a coaching search a week before the draft starts. So, um, who would you that, want? Like, I love MDA historically, but he seems like the worst possible guy for this team. This oh, team. yeah. He would run. Daryl loves him. James probably loves him. But uh, just that the time is gone and that's not the energy the team needs right now. No. I, and I, I actually think that. Um, you know, I like Darvin Ham. He's an assistant for the Bucks. I love him. I love San Cassell. Um, you know, I, I think he might even be able to try to pry Quinn Snyder from from Utah. But I, I love – Throw the bag. Yeah, throw the bag. You know, anybody's possible. Um, but I would certainly be a huge fan of, of giving Darvin Ham or San Cassell a shot. I think that you got to get um, – you, you know, just like we talk about the birds, like you, you kind of got to get creative and – you keep doing the same thing and going back to the same. And, and I, I don't want to retread. I just don't want to deal with the retread. What's the plan? Like I, I, we got our retread with Doc and like MDA as, as much success that he's had would be the same thing. Like it's time to get a fresh face with a fresh coaching staff and a fresh perspective in there. Wraps up for me. Might be doing an episode of from the bleachers late in the week. So stay tuned if that happens. Right. You got any uh, Memorial Day weekend plans? I was thinking about going down the shore. But uh, the weather looking not too great, so I'm probably staying home in Philly. Gonna watch some Obi Wan, some Stranger Things, just chill. Yeah, I'm probably doing the same. Uh, weather's not looking too good, but we're probably gonna, um, you know, we'll, we'll grill a little bit. Um, grandparents are a Delco out. dad style yeah, breaking out that grill. Delco dad style breaking the grill out. The grandparents are are hanging out, um, and then that's pretty much it, man. Been watching Stranger Things when the kids go to bed and kind of and kind of relax, get ready for ready for the NBA finals and um and off season all that off season nonsense. You're you're definitely teaming you want the Heat to win, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like um, it's the thing about some people debating I'm like, see 
Yes. The Celtics winning makes Sixers fans look bad. Yes. The Heat winning makes the Sixers organization look bad. And I want them to look bad. That's the I difference. I want them to look terrible. I want them um, to look terrible. I want Jimmy to score 40 every game. I want them right. to feel terrible about themselves. I want Joe to get angry with the organization, not to demand a trade, right. just to demand changes in the organization. Also, it's our it's our arch rival. Like I do not the same way. Yeah, I like I, I don't care that Jimmy Butler left and is there. Like he, yeah, he probably would have stayed if uh you know who left right. instead, and Brett didn't. If Brett wasn't staying, like, so you know, it is what it is. I think that guy was a that, that's a capital D dog right there. Without right, capital yeah. D, and like, uh, yeah, in no way. It's like asking me, like, do I do I want to see you know Dak Prescott raise a, a you know a banner one day? Like, no, yeah. like, why? Like, I don't like no. Like, why would I? Why? Like, why would I? Why Wait, what's the comparison? Like, would you rather who would you rather make the Super Bowl, the Bucks versus the Cowboys? That's right. They had like Tom Brady, and Tom Brady beat us in the right. Super Bowl. Beat the Eagles, not us, in the Super Bowl once. Just like, <laughs> why would I ever choose other ones? <laughs> right, like, <laughs> I can't believe this is the like. I couldn't believe people were actually debating it. And I just answered your own question, right? Yeah. You got anything else? I'm all good, man. Good. Um, it's good to be back. Shout out to everybody. That, uh, you know. Our faithful listeners, hope everybody has a great start to the great. summer. Producer Rachel, obviously. This unofficial start to summer. Uh, hope everybody's going you know, have a good and safe weekend. Get some barbecue. Watch some Stranger Things. I've been re-watching it this week, like in the background while I've been home working. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm, cool, I'm super I'm excited. A, like on season two, episode six or seven yeah. right now. I think I'm, I just finished um, season two. And we're starting season three tonight. I'm so pumped for for season yeah. four. I'm 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 excited to see. I, I know. I think I read somewhere they spent like three million bucks. Thirty million. Episode. Thirty yeah. million an episode per episode. The last two episodes are the last episode of the show is two and a half hours. That's absolutely bonkers. Isn't that nuts? That's ridiculous. I, I can't. I can't wait to see what they have in store for us. I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, Ash has summer hours starting this week with Memorial Day. So nice. if we're not on that short, she's going to get home by one. Yeah. And- Boom, Obi-Wan's going on. Yeah. Uh, things going on. It's going to be a nice order some food, Delicious. get some nice pliables. I've been on the pliables kick. Try not to be too much of a slob lately. I'm yes. That's a that's a big one. That's really good. It's really good for your flexibility. It's a little, it's a little, def- it's a little uh, expensive, I'd say, but it yeah. is what it is. It still works, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was nursing one on Sunday, and our, our pliable order was like $85. <laughs> but it, was, it, it, was, it was a necessity. Like I, I really shouldn't yeah. have spent $85 on delivery, but it was uh, it was much needed. And it's a necessary it was, evil sometimes. Yeah, dude. Like yes. And it's good. So what are you going to do? I wasn't walking anywhere. I'll say that. <laughs> All right, on that note, wrap it up. Be sure to give us, you know, whatever podcast platform you are, on on Spotify now, you can give five-star reviews. So be sure to do that too, obviously on Apple or whatever platform you're using. Follow Zoe on Twitter at tweets underscore by underscore Zoe. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Clancy. Be sure to follow the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram page at Bleeding Green Insta. And also you can check out Philly Voice at the Philly Voice on Twitter and Instagram. Talk to you soon. Happy summer. Happy Howie summer. Happy Howie summer.